Well, good morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. Oh, April Fools. Great to have you here. Happy Easter to you. Seriously, at Christmas time this past year, it began to dawn on me that this would be a season of light for me. And all through that darkest time of the year, the words from Charles Wesley's wonderful hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, just rang in my ears. Particularly the verse that goes, Light and life to all He brings, risen with healing in His wings. And then came the season of Epiphany, when the light from the star led the wise ones to the place where Jesus was. And we declared that Jesus was the light of the world. Light is one of those things that we just take for granted most of the time. And I have become fascinated with light. Of course, the light that we get that comes to us comes from our sun, which is 93 million miles away. And every second of every day, the light pours out a lot of photons. As a matter of fact, there's one estimate that on a sunny day, when your eyes are open, you take in 10 to the 45th power of photons every second. That's 10 followed by 45 zeros. I know it's too early for you to think about that, but that it's really amazing how much light comes into our eyes every second of every day. Light travels 186,000 miles per second, 11 million miles per minute. It takes eight minutes for the sun light to come to the earth. And 5.88 trillion miles in a year. And so when you look at the pictures from the Hubble telescope, at galaxies that have begun sending their light to us 13.8 billion years ago, it just boggles the mind. Light is amazing. And then there is the joy of Hey, don't you just feel better on a sunny day? Yeah, you bet. We surely do. And then there's the miracle of photosynthesis. Something else that we take for granted most of the time. Those little cells in the green plants and in the phytoplankton in the sea do an amazing thing. They convert sunlight into sugar and oxygen. And of course, we need both of those in order to be able to live. So not only do you see with light, but in a sense, you also breathe light and eat light. So maybe our lungs should look a little bit more like this. <laughs> it's all part of this wonderful creation that God has made. And of course, the Bible is full of metaphors about light. Genesis 1 says, let there be light, and God declares that the light was good. 
God is light, says 1 John. The Lord is my light. Jesus declares, I am the light of the world. And then there's this wonderful passage that comes to us from Ephesians that uh, really kind of raises the, the bar on understanding who we are. And he says, for once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are what? You're light. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Sleeper, awake! Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. So the question is this morning, have you seen the light? Hmm? Are your eyes open? Do you see it? Here it is. It's all free. The sunlight, the sun doesn't charge you for the light that it produces. Nor do the green plants in the photoplankton in the sea charge you for the oxygen that you're breathing right now. It's all grace. And so, we come to this day and we ask the question, are you seeing the light? Is the light shining on you? Well, here's an example of a guy that the light shone on. He saw the light. And he was on a mission from God. <laughs> Here's another example of some people who saw the light. This is the story that goes along with that picture. After the Sabbath, as the first light of the new week dawned, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to keep vigil at the tomb. Suddenly the earth reeled and rocked under their feet as God's angel came down from heaven came right up to where they were standing. He rolled back the stone and then sat on it. Shafts of lightning blazed from him. His garments shivered, shimmered snow white. The guards at the tomb were scared to death. They were so frightened they couldn't move. The angel spoke to the women. There's nothing to fear here. I know you're looking for Jesus, the one they nailed to the cross. He's not here. He was raised, just as he said. Come and look at the place where he was placed. Now, get on your way quickly and tell his disciples he's risen from the dead. He is going on ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. That's the message. These people were exposed to a great light. They came early at the first light of the day, just like you. The angel came down and opened up the tomb, and I'm telling you, that angel put on a light show that would put all of us to shame. The light was shining brightly. The women saw it. But the guards, he describes, were like dead men. They couldn't see the light. 
So, light and life is what Jesus brings to us. Have you seen it? Will you look for it? Sleeper, awake and let Christ shine on you. Thomas Merton is one of my favorite authors. And this is what he wrote. I have the immense joy of being a human being, a member of a race in which God became incarnate. And if only everybody could realize this. But it cannot be explained. There's no way of telling people that they're all walking around shining like the sun. Well, I can tell you that you are shining like the sun because each one of you has the light of Christ inside of you. The question for you today is, do you see it? Will you open your eyes and experience God's love? God's light shining on you and in you today.